It's Milla Heikkilä from Southern Finland and yesterday we were having an amazing autumn weather but unfortunately today it's already raining but hey what can you say it's November now. Anyhow regardless of how's the weather there where you are at the moment now's the time to sit back and take a moment to learn more about emotions in workplace. Today at Better Monday podcast I'm interviewing Camilla Tuominen who is an interesting combination of many different things. A speaker, author, illustrator and startup founder. She has trained hundreds of companies to understand and lead emotions and she speaks about emotional intelligence and how it can boost both personal and business success. Personally, recording this episode was super engaging and inspiring as I've been following Camilla on social media for some time now. I've been always very impressed of how she's bursting with energy and excitement and I hope you as our listener will also feel inspired and energized after this episode. And if you like what you're hearing, share that with a like or a comment. This is the Better Monday podcast powered by Sofocus. Hello Camilla and welcome to our Better Monday podcast. Thank you very much. I'm glad to have you as our guest. And like we talked a little bit earlier, I'm super excited about the topic, emotions at, at a workplace. And uh, this is something that I feel personally very passionate about. So I'm I'm super happy and excited. Um, <laughs> but hey, uh, my first question to you is, what makes a better Monday for you? Oh, uh, that's a wonderful question, and uh, people rarely ask me that. But actually, I have a, uh, a secret thing, or this my thing that I do each morning that makes my every morning uh, better, or uh, my kind of way wonderful. And um, I have a, even a name for it, and um, it's it's called Value Mornings, and. Um, I, I developed this this habit already years ago when I quit my job. Uh, so it was eight years ago, and um, it was rooted in my deep, deep, deep value that I hate that when I'm in a hurry. And especially, it was really visible when I I have my three children. And when you are in a hurry, for example, in the morning, it's really so it doesn't feel right when you are saying to your young children now hurry up hurry up hurry up we have to go and you are rushing into a meeting and in a way i i started thinking that why is that my meeting so much more important than my meeting with my children in the morning so i decided to to really in a way brand these mornings in a new way that they are value mornings and actually my first meeting of the day is with my children and and it, it inc- includes few things that I do that really really make me feel like that I'm I'm living according to my values and I have this peace of mind and it's simply that I, I wake up at every morning at around seven and I always start my first meeting earliest 9.30 so that gives me plenty of time to be present for my children they are quite big now they are teenagers so they don't need the kind of uh, uh, caring anymore but but it's really I feel it's really important that I'm there in the background so if they have a problem I can help and I'm, I'm not rushing 
and 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 really i don't get stuck in the traffic jams nothing because i have this plan so actually this is what makes my each morning better wow i really <laughs> love that idea uh i'm this kind of a, a similar person that i all also hate the feeling of being in a hurry and i usually try to start my mornings early as well to kind of uh, have my breakfast in in a silence in a way that i can really have or start the morning fresh and concentrate on myself uh, as i don't have any kids yet so i want to cherish the morning mm. and save it for myself before i really start today so really love the idea yes nice uh okay um could you give a little introduction before we go deeper into the theme of uh, of today about yourself and uh, what do you actually do and uh, what's your uh, what's what's your history? Yes, um, yes. Um, well, as I said, I've been entrepreneur for eight years, uh, but before that, I worked in uh, management consulting, so huge company, and I have a business background, and my first love was actually customer relationships. So I'm, so that was what I studied in business school, and that was what I did uh, as a consultant. But uh, then, um, you know, during those past maybe three years when I was there and, and later as a project leader in, in one marketing company, I noticed that this lack of understanding of emotions was a problem. So so due to this lack of knowledge or lack of understanding, there were all these strange situations that really hindered me from performing my best. So so I have identified that I think that the core things that they hindered was that I didn't say out loud my ideas and I didn't tell about the problems that I saw. And I think that this, these are huge things that each company should pay attention that, that, that does our people have the courage to tell about these things? Because if we don't know about those two things, how can be, we be competitive in the future? So for the past year, eight years, <laughs> I have been working on that topic. So helping companies on how to understand and lead emotions. And first, I did it through a startup that I founded, a technology startup. We developed this emotion tracker called uh, App. It's it's no longer available, so don't go and search it from, from the App Store because I sold it last year and it's no longer available for consumers. But during these years, also, companies have asked me that, okay, we buy the emotion tracker technology, but you have to come and, you know, teach us about emotions. We don't understand emotions. And that's the way I accidentally got into speaking and training. And um, then comes the really strange part. So uh, I started to use my own drawings in my teaching. And uh, that sounds really strange, but actually it's not strange at all if you if you know me, because uh, as a 20-year-old, I never planned to be a, a, a go to a business school. I only wanted to be a psychologist or artist. So I have always seen everything in pictures. So I just started to utilize my drawings because I didn't find a good picture for that presentation. So I, so I drew one myself. And then... It snowballed <laughs> and the, it was the first presentation that I gave the company asked that, okay, can we buy this picture for our pictures for our 
event in Sweden. And I was like, what? And then people come to me and they say that, okay, oh, I understand now. I understand these emotions now that I saw the picture. I feel like that. And now it has escalated into five books that I have uh, drawn and, and written. And um, now uh, I, full, I teach companies full time on emotions and, and do books and illustrations. So that's what I do. Was there a specific moment that you can recall that made you make this career move or was it just something that evolved little by little? Yes, it was um, during maybe three years because I was 34 when I came back to work after having uh, having three children. And uh, when I came back, I was super motivated. I was like so ready to do something my own. I love to work. I, I think it's it's a beautiful way of expressing myself. So I was really eager and I was like, no more diapers for me or I, I won't do that thing anymore. I have been a good girl and, you know, making three three taxpayers. So so um, <laughs> now it's my turn. And And... During the next three years, it became so evident. the The problem became so evident. So I I noticed that this this what I told you about this lack of understanding emotions, and there was this small gesture, small things that happened between people that were all the time, you know, making me less creative, less courageous, making me even cynical. So I didn't. Anymore, I wasn't that motivated. I wasn't that excited, and 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 because I I am that kind of deep person, so I often think about on this micro and macro level. So I was thinking that okay, I'm 34. I'm like you know becoming this kind of uh, gray person and not so courageous anymore, not so motivated. That that how can I continue working like this for 30, 40 years? So that's not possible. And what kind of example do I give to my kids about, you know, work life? So is this the 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 way I want them to see and feel about work? And then I also think about thought about our company. That okay, if all of us start to behave like this, that we are like just just performing what is needed, but not giving anything extra, not caring, not saying out loud our bold ideas or or saying out loud the problems. And, and then even in a macro level, that, okay, what happens to Finland? What what happens to our country if we are not going to be competitive if we don't take risks? So these things, and really I can say that it was emotions, this frustration This, 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 that I want to fight for this subject that really was, was the key that made me change. And also understanding that, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen if I take this chance? And maybe third is that my children, I wanted to, to show them, because one old lady said to me once that, remember, children do not listen. They, uh, they don't listen to you. They watch what you are. So I wanted to show them that how does a, a well-educated, bold, warm-hearted woman, how does she live her life? So I, I want to be courageous for them too. Mm. 
leading by example exactly in a way as well and uh well by now you have worked with hundreds of companies uh in training them to understand emotions uh well mm, isn't business all about money and numbers actually like why why emotions yes <laughs> well that's uh that's a big question and uh often um maybe the classical way would be to 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 answer with numbers or answer with with facts but actually lately and at least maybe even more um, when i published this my latest book month ago so i've been thinking that actually we shouldn't treat we shouldn't look at emotions from that kind of excel perspective and and look at them as how can we benefit from them because the science is there the science is there that we know what happens to our cognitive skills if we don't uh know how to lead our emotions we know how the stress makes us feel it makes our thinking really narrow we're not creative we are not paying attention to other people because we are so stressed and we are so so you know boxed and and in, in a black stage you could say so we all know all these facts so so it's maybe it's more about that i think it's more about that we we should really think that think about how much energy there is uh you know in 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 these negative situations or they are they are blocked because somebody rolled their eyes or somebody said something nasty and we have again we have science saying that what kind of effects do this have the thing about that how easy it would be changed that that why shouldn't we or why wouldn't we all do that because all actually what emotional intelligence is and what it does it's free for everybody in is in each situation we can decide to to behave nicely we can we can start to behave emotionally intelligently we can all the time decide in one instance that do i smile or do i frown and these have effect because we people we are we are human animals who are craving for connection and we we want to we are at our best when we trust and and then when we trust and we, we feel safe all these amazing possibilities are there so maybe it's a more of a question that who dares to not do this stuff because we don't have to change anybody we we just we just learn to understand these emotions and and by learning and understanding emotions we each can in individually uh you know in a way handle know how to handle our stress or fear or anxiety know how to you know give ourselves more energy by doing things that we love for example the morning rituals or things that makes me feel the best uh, possible version of myself and also in in encounters to really listen to to your clients or listen to your colleagues and really saying positive things that makes them even more courageous or trustworthy and all these things are available in each moment for for all of us and i maybe ask questions that who dares to not use this because it's not only wise in an 
that okay we benefit from this in 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 a performance thing but it's also it's it's also a human thing to do to behave nicely towards other people so it's it's not i think i i challenge people to not think about that what do we benefit from this but it's the right thing to do it's right thing to 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 respect each other and behave in a good manner and do right things on site long answer but <laughs> i wanted to explain it from that perspective this time yeah but i i definitely agree with you <laughs> totally yeah uh, well you've seen quite a lot when it comes to emotions in business life um what's the toughest situation you've been to personally or mm. i have seen mm, either or uh Well, definitely, personally, uh, the toughest things have been when I was a young consultant. So I have a, in my first book, which came out 2016, uh, uh, in there I had tons of pictures that I have drawn actually when I was like 25 years old and I came into this business life and uh, and the, the requirements were really hard on me, on on performance, and it was really there was this pressure uh, that was really not aligned with with what, uh, what I have been learned throughout my whole, my whole life. So I have this background of amazing family. So I have, uh, I have for example, lived my whole life uh, with also my grandmother, who, uh, who was an amazing lady. She spoke seven languages and she had you know back in the days left the the farm life and 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 taken boats to london and uh, and she had traveled all around the world and she was so amazing so i have this background where my whole family has given me this that come on you go ahead you go girl and you know be yourself and and then i landed this great dream job and all of a sudden my whole environment at work said no you have to be this way You have to be, you have to be cool, composed. You have to wear. You had to wear suits even. So, so this was really difficult time for me because I had these two conflicting requirements that that, that my inner self said that no, no, I have to be myself and I have to utilize my strengths to perform best. And you know these ideas, these are these might have a potential. Uh, but at the same time, this work life was so different, saying different things. So that was really bad. And I even, I, I, it really got me confused at, at some point. But luckily, I, I got a grip of myself at one point, And then all of a sudden, I was like, no, these are actually this excitement or my, my joy or whatever, my happiness. It's actually, they are so deep in my personality that I cannot change them, but I should instead learn, find a place where it's, it's appreciated and it's utilized. So I can see that my, my, excitement which was a problem when I was a consultant because I was too excited I can see now that actually I was in the wrong place I should I was maybe I was born to be a speaker because now that I'm excited it's really beneficial <laughs> because people get uh, contagious or they get um, it's contagious 
to to have that. So so definitely those those my younger experiences on when I was trying to mold myself into something that I was not that was really bad and then from other people tens of stories horrible stories on what has happened to them when they have been bold for example mm. yeah I think it's it's when you're young it's all about finding the right place for you because uh, mm. obviously there are many many different professions and also a different kind of companies so it's it's about finding the right place for you and right atmosphere where you can actually utilize your strengths and and develop as a as a person as well exactly exactly and i encourage everybody to to have this kind of a inner dialogue on that subject that that of course it's not it's not that i have to be happy happy joy joy all the time we are supposed to grow we have to we get bored we need to to develop ourselves and it's not always easy we have this tendency that we just want, want to run away from from these difficult things and it's not always wise thing so we have to have this dialogue where we where we are aware that okay this is difficult and it doesn't feel comfortable but actually it's the right direction because i'm growing i'm learning i'm developing myself but try to separate that from from this what i said earlier that when it's 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 something that is requiring you to change who you really are your temperament your personality which is hard coded you could say in you so it's that is a too long of a road to take or maybe the price is too high if you change that because you become you lose yourself in that process so so maybe balancing between these that you 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 try to have this kind of dialogue honest dialogue on what you feel mm-hmm. uh, well can organizations utilize emo- emotions somehow like uh, are there any benefits of bring- bringing emotions to the workplace well obviously there are are some uh, but like could you maybe open up this this team a little bit Yes, definitely. And uh, uh, one of the easiest ways uh, to 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 utilize emotions is is really simple. It's it's it's, it's it is that that you just start to use more emotion words. This is my this is this is a tip that I have given for years, and I have to just continue giving it because every book I read and every you know. Uh, thinker that I listen to, they all say say the same thing. <laughs> the latest where I heard the same wisdom was from Chris Voss, who is a uh, is um, FBI hostage negotiator, and I I I took his course, and uh, and he said that in negotiations, in the core thing is to use emotion words. I was like boring this same thing again <laughs> because it comes up everywhere from brain scientists from emotional intelligence from psychologists from therapists and fbi negotiators 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 so 
So the thing is that that this is a really easy thing to do, but hard at the same time. So enriching your vocabulary. So you make these otherwise these intangible emotions visible in a way in by by using the words. That just enriching the vocabulary by saying that I'm excited, I'm confused, I'm now um, I'm now, now content, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm I don't have the feeling of control, or whatever. Because we all have these same emotions and and really when I talked earlier by about negative emotions and, and and really how much positive emotions there are, this would be the easiest way to free up energy by by having the courage to say out loud the the hard stuff, the negative emotions. For example, that that actually I know that many people here are sad or confused. In that way, you you free up energy because brain researchers say that once we have a name for emotions, our brain areas, the emotion brain areas, calm down. So so in a way, it's it's no longer that kind of threat to us that it's something that is it could be a lion. So I should be a really a little bit cautious now. But when when you say out loud the the word that it's sadness, then it becomes a thing. And sadness is a thing, it's an emotion. And if we learn, okay, what sadness is and uh, what kind of reactions does it make in people and how can we handle it or move forward, then we are onto something. And that is emotional intelligence, that you identify emotions and then you get to hold on that, okay, what is what, what can I do and so on. So, so it's it's really simple way that we can you know in a way normalize emotions in companies mm-hmm. and that uh, that totally makes sense because uh, people are usually afraid of things that it that they can't see or that they can't explain so when you give emotion a name like sadness or frustration it kind of uh, lowers down the um I don't know, like the maybe the frustration around um, around the thing or or something, but uh, it helps people yes. to kind of uh, handle the situation. Exactly, exactly, and uh, and really, I think that uh, that we should give a benefit of a doubt for people. I think that we are underestimating the people's capability to to handle things. So if we would have a team meeting where where instead of hiding this thing that everybody knows is there, it's like elephant in a room, everybody know it's there. Instead of hiding it, we would have an, a team leader who would be, would be courageous enough to say that okay, I know that we have this Envyness, for example, here, and I know that it it has become a problem. Uh, people would then we we don't give them a benefit of a doubt that 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 we would be like yes we have it and that's maybe the eighty percent of the problem to say it out loud then people are like okay we are a team why do we have that and then you know it's a thing that that people really are much more capable of handling once it's said but if we don't say it how do we know what to fix so it's it's the same with everything that how can a doctor help you if you don't talk, tell him or her where you are hurting? They cannot find you 
uh, a cure for, for disease that they cannot, cannot identify. Emotions are exactly, same, exactly the same thing. They are not random things that happen. Emotions bring us information about the situations where, where we are. They, are. they are there for a reason. And once we start to be curious about that, they become interesting information that can, can help us make much more wiser decisions. On, 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 on what to do next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, have you gotten any information from companies that uh, have started to utilize emotions in, in their company? Uh, like, are, are there any changes that have happened like uh, afterwards? Or like, uh, do you have some info about that? Yes. Uh, there has been studies made. I just saw Yuvaskula Yliopisto uh, releasing one uh, one um, study where they had utilized this kind of emotion training thing. Uh, but <laughs> often, if I'm again frank uh, and honest, I think that they are they're quite boring. The results they are like yes, people got more emotionally intelligent, and they started to use these. But, but the problem is, again, that when we try to, to, to measure these things in an Excel format, they, you, you lose the diamonds, you lose the pearls, you lose the soul of it. So it's, it's really important that when we start to talk about these emotions, we really change, in a way, our whole attitude that we are now concretely going from our prefrontal cortex from this this rational mind into these emotion areas and the same rules don't apply so in 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 rational things you can you can you can do these linear logical things and do, use utilize the excel but in emotions you have to to understand you have to you can learn emotional intelligence but there is no one way to to for example uh, to to talk to a sad person you have to have the tools and techniques yes but in, in that situation you have to be present and choose the ones that are correct in this specific thing so so i think that once you learn these things you can utilize them so um what did you ask <laughs> no i forgot the question <laughs> uh, i asked like uh are there like some concrete results that companies have? Ah, yes, um, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. I remember now. Yes, I remember now. Yes. So, so um, having said that, so it's it's important, for example, to see that okay, how many ideas didn't come up because people were got embarrassed? So, because somebody rolled eyes or made this kind of sign that so so, so it's really hard to measure. So, so in a way, um, we should we should maybe forget about these quantitative measurements and maybe concentrate on qualitative, like asking sentences that give us sentences that how do you feel? What is prohibiting you from flourishing? What would you change if you would have a magic wand? I have over ninety questions in my new new book about how how could you start? But maybe if I tell a few of uh, results that people have told me about my my clients have told me uh, and these are quite strange but um i just last week uh concluded uh, this one 
one training. It was the first four sessions for this one company. And actually the CEO of the company said that his, this training has given, given him a huge gift because he has found a completely new emotion and the emotion was a relief and this sign of relief that <sighs> and he said that he didn't really realize that emotion at all before this training and now he has even learned on how to get relief this sign of relief and he said that his his method is that he goes into the nature and sometimes he said that when he closes his front door, he gets already then the sign of release, relief. But sometimes it comes when he has walked or cycled 10 kilometers. Then it comes the... And that is an amazing thing because actually the relief, uh, relief is an emotion that comes after you have had a little bit of stress and, and then you have this kind of satisfaction after that and and really uh in that satisfaction you deepen your learnings and there's huge uh, benefits from that so this was like individual level one individual and then in the one uh, one other <laughs> a company utilized my drawings uh, actually because i drew their values and they put posters on their wall about these values and there was just not these values in, in per se, but they had, I had drawn that they, they, the, the people had uh, told me that, okay, how does a person behave when he's living according to this value? And how does a person behave when he's not living according to this value? And for example, this kind of integrity value, the people were telling me stories that that they have this poisonous behavior. Some people have this poisonous behavior when they are being envy at the corridors. And I drew this poisonous behavior person there. And there were all these other team was, who were like giving high fives and they had a good vibe. And then there was this few people who were envy on the corridor. And then after two years, I saw the CEO again. And he said, that he's certain that this be poisonous behavior have diminished because this drawing has been on the wall. And that is intriguing for me to see that what has really happened. Has people saw the picture and started to feel maybe a little bit guilty that, okay, I do that, I don't want to do that again, and maybe, you know, start to behave differently? Or maybe because it's out there, it's made visible Maybe people start to notice that when we are talking bad things on the corridor, that maybe they start to, you know, raise their hands that oh, we don't want to do that. That, hey, we shouldn't be doing this. This is not according to our values. So, so these kind of uh, few things I have heard, but I'm not good at, you know, getting statistics. I don't re really believe in those with these emotions. Mm -hmm. I think it's better to get this qualitative data. Yeah, yeah I agree. And uh, although I love psychology and I, I'm also studying it and writing my doctoral thesis about uh, organizational psychology, oh, okay. uh, but still, um, in a way, I think there is this certain line when you should use quantitative methods. Uh, but then again, some things you just cannot measure. 
this way, it's it's better to kind of uh, ask people actually, like how how are how are they doing, how are they feeling. So, um, in this sense, uh, I <laughs> I agree with you. Yes, I agree too that we should have those some metrics, but on the other side also another things, but and use them wisely, definitely. Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Um, do you have any tips on how companies could support their employees' work-life balance and uh, happiness at work? Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, well, there are tons of uh, concrete things that I, I believe that many companies are already doing uh, with with the nutrition and uh, sleep and and uh, sports and all these. Uh, you know, base, I th- I think that not saying bad things about that, but I think that those are the basic things. But more and more companies also want to offer their their people support on this mental side and psychological sides, which is also a huge thing in our performance. So how do we have this feeling of control? Do we know enough about what would be the best way to work? So this kind of multitasking versus single tasking and all this wisdom. So I think and I believe in, in educating people to find their own way. And, and get to know their own system. So and 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 really finding that okay, actually I'm a morning person and I'm 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 at my best between eight and eleven. So I should at this point do the most challenging work. And actually, from I'm a night person more. So I I would do my best work is between this this and this. So really getting people tools and 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 wisdom to to make these kind of choices choices that makes them much much more productive for example you know finding their own flow so which makes them you know was it 500 times more uh productive if we are in a flow so so really i think it's more about giving them tools and 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 educate them on on these subjects so and giving them freedom to 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 mold their days or the freedom to to do these changes in their daily lives so that they can be at their best mm. yeah uh, how do, uh, how do you take care of yourself and your own work life balance then <laughs> uh <clears throat> As an entrepreneur and as a as a as a person who who does his or her dream job and and it's this is this I don't have these separate uh, uh, personalities for work or myself uh, so it's completely one and the same Camilla all the time and also uh, that means that my brain is 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 doing the work when it wants to and so when I go and uh, to a walk so I, I get my ideas and sometimes well when I feel completely stuck so stuck so I just go home or do something else so so I don't have that kind of um, separation between work and life but uh, on the other hand, I have these rules and things that know that work for me. So, for example, I cannot read in the evening, uh, so books about my work, so psychology or or anything like that, because it gets my brain working too fast. So I have to read novels 
for example. And and um, so and and also I have these really many things that I know that work for me is for example I have separate days for for speaking so I call them a high heels day so in that day uh, I I might you utilize the whole day to get prepared for one speech like on Thursday Tuesday I was speaking my year's most meaningful speech because I was speaking to 400 uh, institutional investors and i was uh, you know speaking before Björn Walros which was a huge thing for me that that was really saying that these are not pink fluffy stuff these emotions because i was there in that kind of area so actually i utilized the whole day i went for a jog in the morning i spoke my speech during that jog i i i utilized the whole day to get prepared only for that half an hour speech and I felt so good and so energized and I wasn't tired at all. And I, I wasn't, so it was perfect. But then I have a separate day when I'm here at my office. I am on my woolen stocks. I am not, I don't have any makeup. I don't get, I don't, I put my email off. I don't answer my phone I'm, and I'm here and creative all the time. I'm just doing something creative and, and in my own thoughts. Then I have a meeting days when I have maybe three meetings in the city central. And that's, so I'm like separating between these kind of things. So I have noticed that this works for me because I'm in a certain mood and, and, and it really makes me so much better and so much more effective. But um, I all the time, because I'm my own boss, I, and I know the, the, the quality is my only goal. So I change and listen to my body and everything and make adjustments all the time according to that. Yeah. I think uh, listen to your body is, is a good tip for everyone, like regardless of if you're, if you're your own boss or if you're working for a company, like uh, listening to yourself is it's never a bad thing. Yes. Name one happiness related act that makes company a better employer than all the others how hard question one happiness related act that makes company a better employee than others uh wow um it's it's not it's not the fancy stuff that that sometimes get you know people talk in the press that do we have like coca-cola at work or something like that i don't i don't believe in that but i believe that vulnerability for example would be a, an amazing thing so uh, and i mean by that 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 people and especially leaders would would show an example on on how to be a human how to be a human that makes mistakes and and show an example that how can we all learn from this and 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 really having this kind of uh, attitude that that I'm listening and I'm being. Um, it's not all, only about facts. That this is more about life. So I think that this kind of a showing example on on how to how to be uh, just human that would be amazing. Um, amazing. It would be like honey. The word would spread that there people are are, are being treated nicely and and there you can really be yourself and and 
and that would I'm, I'm sure that there would be a line on the door that people want to work there because that's what we want we want true connection and we are really drawn to that kind of people where we feel that I, I, I get a real connection and and if we don't get mm-hmm. the connection we we get we get anxious and and, and lonely and and this is this is a psychology so so it's really really built on us yeah yeah I totally agree hey I still have one um well question in a way for you and this is just specialized for you <laughs> uh, <laughs> share one secret about emotions at workplace that nobody has heard before <laughs> I read this question before just before this started and I was like Wow, <laughs> that is hard. <gasps> One secret that no nobody has heard before. Oh my God, do I have anything that I haven't told anybody before? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have anything. I really don't. Maybe have. Because I, I talk so much, so I have maybe told told everything. Um, maybe, well, maybe something that I don't mention. Well, I mention this a lot too, but maybe not so often. That 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 actually the as I mentioned vulnerability and this kind of um, showing your true self and and really showing your um, imperfections. That is um that makes that is a sign of strength and uh, not a sign of weakness. And I think that Seth Godin said it beautifully in in one interview. He said that these are not soft skills; these are real skills. So in a way, if if you are feeling now that, that I cannot be that vulnerable, I will you know my image will get ruined that uh, in the company or people will get uh, you know util you know benefit from my weaknesses it's the other way around so so by being vulnerable and standing you know standing there with straight back and saying that i don't know let's find out that i'm i'm confused what should we do that is a sign of strength and and really people feel that and uh, and the more we can go towards that the more stronger we get and also more more courageous we get because we don't have things that we have to hide so that's what i give you but it's not i have said that somewhere but maybe not so often (laughs) yeah i i'm sure that uh, most of our listeners haven't heard that before so that was was a good answer thank you (laughs) All right. Um, this this was pretty much uh, it. Uh, I've already asked all my questions, and uh, in general, I think this was a great talk. And uh, I want to thank you for uh, for this interview. And I hope uh, our listeners got many many good new tips about emotions at workplace and how how they can actually uh, benefit from them and how get, how they how they can utilize them at work as well. So thank you, Camilla. Thank you, it was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Better Monday podcast. If you want to hear more, click to www.bettermonday.fi to subscribe and hear more. Stay safe, people, and keep up the good vibes.